Blessings, beautiful people, and welcome to Will the World Academy. I am Justin Darrell Williams, and today I will be teaching you three simple steps to turn other people's content into your currency. I'm talking about making thousands of extra dollars, if not even a living, off of other people's content. And it's really easy to do, and I'm going to show you how right now. Now, first thing we need to understand is we have been lied to. For our entire social media lives, <laughs> we have been told and conditioned to believe that we need to build up our own following, our own social media presence, our own subscribers on YouTube, etc., before we can make one penny on the internet or on social media. And I'm going to tell you that that's a lie. That's that's bogus. That's false. What I do is I take other people's content and I help them, I serve them, and then they pay me in return. What does that look like? A lot of people who are content creators on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, et cetera, oftentimes they need assistance in either editing, caption, actually filming the content, all of these things, taking long form content and making it into short form content for the Instagrams and the TikToks of the world. So it's easily digestible. Also, so they can have content across different platforms. They need help with that. And that's where I come in. That's where you come in. And the beauty of this is you don't need any experience. You don't need to know how to to film, you don't need to know how to edit audio, you don't need to know how to edit video, you don't need to know how to do captions, you don't need to know any of that. Does it help to know? Of course, but you don't need it. And I'm gonna teach you how right now. So look, step one is figuring out what services are needed. And I, I just briefly touched upon that a few seconds ago, but it's important to know that we need short form content and long form content. And there are opportunities, meaning prospective clients that you could, you could get on a monthly basis. We have people who need captions. What are captions? Captions are these days more intricate. So you could simply have the captions in the video when someone is speaking that allows them to read the captions instead of hearing or both. But a lot of times the reason why the reasons why captions are able to benefit the content more is because some people may be ingesting the content at work, so they may not be able to to hear it. You know, maybe they want to sneak and get on Instagram, sneak and get on YouTube, uh, whatever the case may be. And the captions allows them to get the information that they need, watch the video, etc. You know, without the volume. Like clearly, captions also help the viewer to better understand what the person is saying. So let's say, you know, some people may have a certain uh, uh, accent or Southern draw or, or anything like that that may make it slightly difficult to understand them clearly. Captions help the viewer to consume that better in a more effective way. And also it's more engaging visually. So with that being said, these days, many people aren't just sticking with the the normal captions, right? Where you just see the words and like Times New Roman or Arial font or things of that nature. These days, people are having more animated fonts. They're in different colors. They have emojis added. They're moving, transitions, etc. that make it even more engaging. And of course, the more engaging the video is, the more engagement it will get and it will be boosted more. And we all know the algorithms and things of that nature. So we're playing to that 
And right now, the market says that these are the best performing types of content. So you have captions, you have actually editing the video. So this could look like many different forms, right? So the edit could be as simple as taking a video and just chopping it up to where it won't be as long. So let's say we have a two minute video and really the video, once we're done chopping it up, meaning we're removing us, we're removing uh, any any technical difficulties with sound. We are removing any pregnant pauses, any dead spaces of no information, of, of nothing engaging. So we could easily take that two minute video to let's say a minute or less. And I know recently Instagram, at the time of shooting this video, they are now allowing 90 second reels, but before then it was 60 seconds or less. And that was very important to stick to because we all know Instagram has really been pushing reels. So that's really important to know. And, and the top performing engagement play for content was the reels. So going back to editing, let's say we have a content creator who has long form content, which could be uh, in the form of a podcast. Let's say they sat down and did an interview with someone. Anything that's typically over a minute, two minutes and beyond is considered long form, especially with Instagram and TikTok. So, and we wanna condense that down in a short form manner. So, like I said, we could chop that up and make it shorter. Another way we edit is through the full editing process, which I won't get into today because it's, it's very lengthy, but you take something that you may shoot and then you color grade, you edit, you do the audio, et cetera. That's another form that you could get compensated for as well. Stay with me here. I'm, I'm gonna show you how you can get this done without having any experience at all. But right now I'm just giving you a debrief. So we have captions, we have editing. We also have social media management. A lot of people don't have time to even post their stuff. So you can get paid to post other people's content. You could schedule it using Hootsuite or Creator Studio. These are things that could be used in order to post for other people. And people will pay you to do that because oftentimes these content creators, these people who are into uh, online coaching, online programs, e-learning, etc., they are very busy people and they are people who like to outsource almost everything that they have going on. And this is where you and I come in and reap the benefits, right? So those are some of the services that could be provided. And like I said earlier, the beauty of it is you don't have to know anything about them. So I know you're probably wondering like, okay, if I don't need to have any expertise in it, like how can I possibly offer these services? You can outsource the services. So essentially, they hire you for what they may need and then you can outsource that and get a percentage. So you're pretty much playing the middleman, you know? You can find people on Fiverr. You can find people on uh, onlinejobs.ph. You can find even a friend who may be more knowledgeable. However you wanna do it, you can find someone else to do the work for you and you pretty much play the middleman and you can work out whatever that compensation looks like. So for example, if you have somebody who's willing to pay you $1,000 per month in order to edit and provide captions for them for their videos, let's say three times a week, then you could find somebody to do that work for you at let's say 
three, four, five hundred dollars, and now you're pocketing the difference. Just like that. You have zero experience. You still don't know how to edit. You still don't know how to do any captions. You don't know anything about anything. <laughs> like All you know is, is that this person needed help and you knew somebody who could do it. You connected the dots and here you are getting paid. And the same thing goes for filming the content, You know, shooting videos. That is another service that could be provided and you do not need to know how to film you can get someone to shoot the content. So at this point, you're pretty much acting as a production company and it helps to actually start a production company and do these things, have an LLC, you know, and we can get into that on another video at a later date, but that's essentially what you're doing. And, and under that model, you can hire someone again, like you, the same way you could hire someone to edit and do the captions. You could also hire someone to film for you. You know, you can have a, a camera operator and you say, hey, yeah, I have cam ops who can come film with you either for a full day of creating content or a few hours of creating content. However they need to be serviced, you provide that. You are the producer, you are the, the manager, you are the middleman, and oftentimes the middlemen get paid the most. But also on the flip side, if you are able to film, then you will be able to put more money in your pocket as well because oftentimes you will be able to uh, charge more if you are physically there and you're pulling up, you know, like for example, I, I could easily get paid 3,000 bare minimum for uh, a day of shooting content that's, that's gonna be chopped up from long form to short form. So, you know, just, just something to consider. But again, like I said, you don't need to know any of this in order to get paid. So with all that being said, I know you're probably thinking, okay, that's cool. I got the services down. I understand what can be provided, but who needs this and how do I find them? I'll tell you. So this is step two. Step two is finding the person who needs your services. I mentioned it in step one. These people look like content creators. Well, they are content creators, but they look like coaches. They look like authors, businessmen who are looking to expand their income online, expand their influence online, and also expand their brand and brand awareness. And we all know that today, it's almost impossible to have a business without social media. It's possible, but almost impossible. And oftentimes, even social media serves as someone's website or someone's portfolio or social proof that they are an authority in whatever space they are in. So with that being said, they need to pump out content. It's easy to find, and uh, I want you to be very aware that someone who needs your services does not necessarily have 100,000 followers. 500, 800,000 followers, 2 million followers, not even 30,000 followers. Someone who has two, three, four thousand followers could use your services. It's not about that follower count. It's about what they are doing as well as what they are looking to do moving forward towards the future. So like I said, if they are content creators, if they have eBooks, if they have online education, if they have coaching programs, any of these things. 
So when you see these people or come across these people, you could do cold calls or today is more like cold DMs, you know, cold emails. And what a cold anything is, is when you reach out essentially to a stranger, you know, someone you've never met before, someone you don't know, and you're saying, hey, I could help you with this. Or are you interested in this? Or are you in need in this? You're offering your services to a person that you have never met and vice versa. So today you could you could do a cold DM, you could do a cold call, you could do a cold email. And what I would say do before reaching out to anyone is do your due diligence, right? Make sure that you have looked at their page, looked at their website, looked at their business, looked at what whatever products they may be offering. That way you know how to approach this person and what they may be in need of. You can look at someone's page and you can see what maybe they're not posting as much. So that could be a point that you can make within the conversation and say, hey, I, I see you have posted, but you're not posting as much, but you have these products, et cetera. Would you happen to be in need of someone to handle your social media management, your content creation, your short form videos, et cetera? And if so, I could be of service. Let me know if you're interested. You could also look at someone's page and genuinely like what they offer, the content that they have, the message that they have, the brand that they have, and truly want to work with them and help them. And that's that's something that I actually prefer that you do. Like me personally, I don't work with anyone that I don't like or believe in. I really have to believe in whatever you're doing, whatever your purpose is, whatever you stand for in order to work with you and assist you and be of service. Otherwise, I, I want zero parts of it. So when you have that in mind, whatever you say from that point on is going to be genuine. And that person on the other end who is receiving your message, receiving your words, receiving your email, they can feel that and they know that you're telling the truth. And that definitely helps your chances in making a deal with this person and providing a service. And so like I said, you can look at this person's page and, and you may be able to see what they may be missing. You know, it could be a lack of frequency in their post. It could be a lack of captions. You know, it, it may be editing that you see is missing. Whatever the case may be, you'll be able to look at that and see. And it's also important to note that it's it's vital for you to know what's going on in the social media space as well. So you could properly assess what this person, brand, company may be missing, what they may be in need of, what may be able to help them. So if you aren't up to date and knowledgeable on trends in social media, uh, what's working, what's not working, then you will be doing yourself a disservice and ultimately them a disservice, which is the worst thing you want to do. Uh, another approach that you can have when cold calling or cold emailing or cold DMing is to take the approach of not necessarily offering up ideas, but asking if they need any assistance, asking them what they may be looking to do moving forward, asking them their vision, and then how you could be of service after that. This way is less abrasive. I've found that both ways work. It just really comes down to 
the person receiving it on whether or not they want someone coming in with ideas. Like a lot of people like that, you know, uh, a lot of people find find that to be attractive in working with someone because they're like, oh, this person has ideas. This person has done their due diligence. This person genuinely cares and, and wants to see me succeed. And some people are like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, I'll be coming in here telling me what I need and what I don't have and how you can help. So it's all about just you know, deciding what approach may work best for you. And only time will be able to tell what works best. That's just uh, the nature of the beast. Trial, error, uh, success and failures are our best teachers at times. Now, moving away from reaching out to people and strangers that you don't know, look around and see if anyone in your circle Anyone within arm's reach even, or a friend of a friend may need the services that you could provide, you know, especially if you have zero experience within this space. You know, those oftentimes are your first clients. And oftentimes it's easier to get them as clients because there is a relationship there, whether it's deep or more surface level. It's not a stranger hitting them up and asking about their products, services, and, and, and offering their services to them. And like I said, especially when you're starting off, because one of the most important things will be to have a proof of concept, to have a portfolio, to, to have something to show that this is what I do, this is what works. And if you don't have that, it's okay to offer your services for free in the beginning. That way you can build that trust, build that relationship, build the proof that this will actually help them. And then from there you grow the relationship and they will see and then compensation could come thereafter. This actually leads us right into step three. Let's say everything goes as planned, goes well. This person is interested in using your services to grow their social media, to grow their brand, expand their reach, expand their income. Then from this point, you negotiate a deal. So like I said, this could look like either free in the beginning, if you don't have any proof of concept, you have zero portfolio, this could look like free because it's like, look, let me prove myself. Let me show you my value. Let me show you that this actually works and can be of benefit for you. And then we move forward and talk about payment later. And let me, let me preface what I was about to say with this. You don't have to lead with the free. Just because you are just getting started, just because you're a novice, just because this may be your first time, first client, first any and everything, does not mean that you have to do it for free. I'm just saying give the option and be prepared to do it for free because of all those things that I've mentioned. You are a novice. You haven't done it before. You don't have proof. You don't have a portfolio, right? So be prepared to do it for free, but you don't have to do it for free. The first time I shot a video for somebody, I charged more than my peers were charging and I got it, right? So keep that in mind. We don't have to do it for free, but we can and sometimes uh, we, we need to be willing to in order for us to move forward and grow. All right, so now that I got that out of the way, if you do feel like you're in the position to where you can charge, you have proof of concept, you've done this before, you've filmed before, you've edited before, and, and things of that nature, then 
you can work out a deal, negotiate with this person. And when it comes to negotiating and working out deals and, and things of that nature, I always believe in working out something that benefits both parties. You know, like it's not all about getting the biggest piece of chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to say take whatever and anything. I'm just saying be mindful that you are in the service business and this relationship could be more important than the compensation. So, you know, oftentimes we may talk ourselves out of a relationship because of a short-term goal or short-term mindset. Be willing to waver a little bit, be expecting some type of give whenever you're negotiating and look at the long-term scope of things. Like, will this position me to make money throughout the year? Uh, is this just a one-off type of deal? Could this opportunity possibly become something greater? You know, look at the opportunity more so than getting an extra $100 is all I'm saying. But when you're doing this, one thing you could do is you can ask the client what their budget is. That's one way to approach the initial conversations regarding, uh, you know, making a deal. You can ask the client what the budget is. Sometimes clients are hesitant to say, sometimes they, they aren't. And based on what they say, it's up to your discretion to determine if that is worth it to you and what you can do within that budget. Like for me, I'm not afraid to ask what the budget is. And I'm also not afraid to encourage a possible client telling me what their budget is because it's not going to deter me just because the budget may be less desirable. What I do with that information, if it is less desirable, then I may say, well, we can't do X, Y, and Z for that amount of money, but I still would like to help you. Maybe we could do this. Maybe that would be a benefit. And then as you and I continue to grow together, we can revisit this conversation at a later date with a bigger budget, more compensation, more services provided, et cetera. But don't necessarily be ready to nix a deal just because it may be low, you know? But if that's what you want to do, you have every right and prerogative to do. That's just not what I do. I, I, I'm often times willing to work with someone to help them uh, versus just looking at it for my, my benefit only, right? So that's, that's really left up to your discretion. Now, I've had retainers from 1,500 to 3,000 to 5,000. So it really just comes down to what your client is in need of and what you're willing to provide for that amount of money. You know, so that's really up to you. What you want to do is you want to you want to negotiate those terms, negotiate that deal and and get it done. And then now you're off to providing that service and getting paid for it. And like I said, you can outsource these services and you're just being a middleman or you can provide the services yourself. Uh, one thing that I will say, and this will segue into like, I have a fourth, fourth bonus step. Um, one thing that I will say is if you're doing all of the things on your own, let's say you have either the, the know-how or you learn how to, it will be difficult for you to scale the business, right? So for example, if let's say you have found a way to bring on, I'm going to just go extreme for the sake of the example. 
10 clients, right? Then you can only do so much in the time that, that God gives us. So you may either be overwhelmed, stressed out, uh, maybe your performance will lack, the product will lack, your service will lack, uh, and we don't want any of that. So just be mindful of that when you're thinking about either doing it on your own versus outsourcing or both. You know, there are definitely things to consider. The way I like to do it is I outsource the things that I really have zero interest in that also sometimes take the most time, you know? So like I, I will outsource editing. I will outsource the captions, right? Because I need more time to be able to bring in more clients and do other things that I do and other things that I'm passionate about, you know? So I, I may not outsource the filming because I know that I can make a big chunk of money by me filming, but I will outsource the editing and, and the captions because I, I don't want to be sitting down doing that. I don't want to bother with that. You know, I, I have done it in the past, which has allowed me to, uh, I feel as though, find the best people to be able to edit and do the captions, et cetera. Uh, because I do believe that if you've done it before, it helps to find someone who could fit your needs for your business. Uh, but it's not necessary. You know, it's not necessary, especially in today's day and age where we could find someone, like I said, either on Fiverr, onlinejobs.ph or other various platforms where you can outsource services and you can read the reviews. You could read the comments, see the stars, the, the 4.8s, the 4.9s, the 5.0s with a thousand reviews. Like we can look at that and, and that helps us to really gauge what we may need, even if we have zero experience, right? So keep that in mind. Like I said, this segues, and I kind of already started, but this segues into the fourth bonus step, which is get the client on retainer. What's a retainer? A retainer is an agreement in which you and a client have that allows you to provide a service on a monthly basis. Now, some people have retainers that are just month to month. Uh, some are three months, some six months, 12 months longer. You know, it's really up to you, the client, and what y'all decide to agree on. For me, the longer the better, because what that does is it provides a security even of income, right? We're not even talking about making a living at this point. I'm just talking about it provides a security income blanket of monthly revenue that will be coming in. And this is why I said you could, and this is why I said you could be making thousands of dollars per month extra, regardless of what you're doing, you could be making this extra money every month. And especially if you outsource everything, it's it's almost passive because you probably would only, you know, work a few hours a month, you know, um, but you're still working. So I can't can't really call it as passive as as I would like to. So you could be making thousands of dollars extra doing this. Now, going back to scaling, if you're able to scale this to, let's say, 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 30,000 and up then of course you can make a living off of this. Of course, of course. It's possible. The business model is there. 
if you outsource it. I just know that it's it's going to be very difficult to scale it to that level if you do not delegate any task, if you do not outsource any of the services because you are only one person. I don't care how great you are. You are great, you are amazing, but you are still only one person with one day, 24 hours every day to be able to get things done. And it's gonna be extremely difficult to do that. And the only way that it would be possible is if you increase your prices. So instead of doing $500, $1,000, per client, per retainer, then if you start to look at $5,000 and up, now we're talking about something different. Now we're looking at two clients at $5,000 a month. That's 10,000 easy. Bam, you can handle two clients, I'm sure. The, you know, it's depending on what you are needing to provide, you know, so keep that in mind as well, always. Three clients, four. But you have to be able to charge that price and deliver. I hope y'all have found value in this video. Quick debrief. Number one, find the services that you may be able to provide. Find what services are needed in the space right now. Step number two, find someone who may need those services, right? And then step number three, essentially close the deal. And then the bonus step number four is get them on retainer. And even there's a fifth step, rinse and repeat, <laughs> right? Do one through four and then do it again. We got it? Good. Appreciate y'all for joining me. Jason Darrell Williams, Wood of World Academy. And y'all go get that money.